It's Wednesday, September 28th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Hurricane Ian tore into western Cuba as a major hurricane Tuesday and left one million people without electricity, then churned on a collision course with Florida over warm Gulf waters amid expectations it would strengthen into a catastrophic Category 4 storm. It was not yet clear precisely where Ian would crash ashore. Its exact track could determine how severe the storm surge is for Tampa Bay, said University of Miami hurricane researcher Brian McNoldy. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis urged people to prepare for extended power outages and to get out of the storm's potential path. He said about 30,000 utility workers have already been positioned around the state, but it might take days before they can safely reach any of the downed power lines. DeSantis said nearly 100 shelters had been opened by Tuesday afternoon, with more expected. He said most buildings in Florida are strong enough to withstand wind, but the 2.5 million people who have been told to evacuate face the greatest danger from flooding. In other news, iSci Company and Biogen Incorporated said their experimental Alzheimer's drug significantly slowed progression of the memory-robbing disease in a large study, bolstering the drug's prospects for approval. The pharmaceutical company said their drug, Lacanamab, reduced cognitive and functional decline by 27%, compared with a placebo over 18 months in a Phase three study of 1,800 patients with early-stage Alzheimer's. The drug was also linked to higher rates of brain swelling and small bleeds, though the company said they were rarely symptomatic. The company also said it would present more detailed study results in November at an Alzheimer's research conference and publish the results in a peer-reviewed journal. Around the world, Saudi Arabia's King Salman Tuesday named his son, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, as Prime Minister, boosting the profile of the 37-year-old day-to-day ruler of the kingdom as he tries to end years of international isolation over the killing of a journalist. Prime Minister, a title traditionally held by the Saudi monarch, will extend Prince Mohammed's tight grip on power as he already oversees the country's most sensitive portfolios, the economy, defense, and oil. King Salman also sees his son as a national figure who represents the kingdom's restless younger generation. Prince Mohammed is leading an economic overhaul to reduce the kingdom's dependence on oil, ushering in a more muscular Saudi foreign policy and granting new social freedoms. He is also punishing dissent and limiting free speech. Back in the U.S., Senate Democrats have included another $12.3 billion in economic and military aid for Ukraine in a must-pass government funding bill, a proposal that would bring U.S. spending on Kyiv's efforts to repel Russia's invasion to more than $65 billion this year. Congress has until Friday, the end of the fiscal year, to pass the bill and keep the government funded through December 16th. Like past Ukraine aid packages, this proposal is expected to draw bipartisan support on Capitol Hill, although some Republicans have expressed concern about continuing to spend heavily on a foreign conflict. The bill includes $3 billion for training, equipment, weapons, and other support, such as salaries and stipends, for Ukraine's military and security forces, as well as $4.5 billion in budgetary support for Ukrainian government operations. And Japan's assassinated former leader, Shinzo Abe, 
was given a rare state funeral Tuesday, full of military pomp and surrounded by throngs of mourners, as well as by widespread protests, thousands taking to the streets in opposition. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said the publicly financed ceremony was a well-deserved honor for Japan's longest-serving modern political leader. The event was attended by U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, Japanese Crown Prince Akashino, and other foreign and Japanese dignitaries. The government maintains that the ceremony was not meant to force anyone to honor Abe, but the decision to give him the rare honor, which was made without parliamentary debate or approval, have led to anger about the event. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.